What up, what up, what up, doe? And welcome back to another episode of Black Fridays, your weekly source of black business. Hope everybody is doing well out there and grateful that you pulled back up to the podcast. Now, on this episode, I have a very special guest that I'm introducing to y'all. Miss Nia Hines has been my business coach for the last few months and has been tremendous at helping me being able to identify some of the processes and pain points that I need to fix within my business determination media so that I can do better business. Little did I know a few other friends of the podcast were already working with Nia before I signed up for her program, which goes to show how in demand and dope her services are. So I'm happy to have her on the show to give more perspective in her background and what led her to being a full-time entrepreneur and wanting to give back and help other people reach their potential in entrepreneurship as a business coach. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Oh, it's good. You are now in the mix of by Jones. Good. 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 have the legendary business coach travel extraordinaire in the building miss nia hines welcome to black fridays hello thank you for having me i'm so excited i'm so this is literally this is my first did i tell you this is my first podcast interview so i'm excited oh shout out we love we love the exclusive here on black friday so shout yeah. out to that well we're happy to have you and this is a special episode for me because the people listening probably don't know but nia is my business coach so i have been a part of her coaching program for the last uh, few months and uh, it's definitely helped me a great deal and i'm looking forward to the conversation that we'll get into because i feel like a lot of people will be able to get information from it and a lot of insights as to business in general and even if they've been thinking about starting something, how they might be able to kind of set the groundwork for that. So if you could just tell us who you are personally and then professionally. Okay. So I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and I I started my first business when I was actually 17. Uh, I went, got my life, uh, license to be a manicurist. So I started my first business as a nail tech when I was 17. And um, I did nails all through college, all through undergrad. Uh, and then when it was time to graduate, I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to you know, keep doing nails or do I want to um, use my degree? I, I earned a degree in mathematics and computer science. So I decided to go the corporate route and use my degree. Um, I was like, I can come back to entrepreneurship. So I, I went into corporate America um, and I quickly climbed the ladder. Um, I, start, I started to be very active in a lot of things. So I guess I'm, my story, I guess I'm kind of mixing personal and professional. But um, in my when I started my career, I started to get a lot involved in a lot of things, like a lot of employee resource groups, affinity groups and networking and um, mentorships and all that kind of thing. And so um, in that, I started realizing I started planning a lot of corporate events, um, like large conferences and workshops. And I, I like really fell in love with it. And I was like, I really like this. So then I um, just, you know, kept doing it on the side with, you know, within the companies I was working for. 
And then I had like this major life event um, where I met my dad and um, it just changed. It just completely changed like my whole outlook on life. And um, it just gave me like a you only live once type of mentality. I just started to really realize like I met my dad when he was 78 years old, like the likelihood and the probability of that, you know, um, it just, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And um, it really got me closer to God. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to live my life. (laughs) So um, I decided to um, basically take that passion and all that creativity that I was putting in to all those corporate events and start my own business where I started to do like local events and weddings and, and things like that. And so I started my business about a year after I met my dad. Um, and I, I'm, this year I'm actually celebrating 10 years, um, in business. So, uh, it's a journey. Thank you. Um, but I will say that that moment kind of just changed my outlook on life completely. And I just really changed how I started to operate and move. Do you feel like you've always been an entrepreneur? Cause you say you started your first business at 17. And for me, I think I started my first one at like 12, 13, maybe it was called D and D lawn care. And me and my, my brother, day Rome, um, we came up with the name and we, uh, he had a lawnmower. I knew how to cut grass. And then we just went around the neighborhood, just cutting grass. So like started that at a young age and, you know, they kind of say like, if it's in you, it's in you. Do you feel like that's the case for you? Yes. So I come from a family of dope entrepreneurs as well. Um, so I worked at my uncle's, I was about I probably was about probably about 10 between. I think I worked with him about from like 10 to about 13, 14. Um, But he had a car wash in Atlanta in Decatur. And I used to go to Atlanta in the summers with my cousin, his daughter, and we would work at his car wash. And um, my aunt also had she was also in Atlanta and she had her own landscaping business. And so we saw her hustling and doing her thing. So I, I think just being growing up and seeing that and then being involved and seeing, you know, the prosperity that entrepreneurship allows you to have when it's done right. And when you really, you know, um, have focus and intention and purpose behind your business, it can really just change your life and change your family's life. And so I will say I was definitely inspired by um, my family, my other uncle in Detroit, um, a lot of houses. He's into real estate. So, and he's been doing really like real estate has gotten like popular, you know, all of a sudden it's like this big thing, but he's been doing it since, you know, the seventies, <laughs> um, where our family would, you know, one family member would stay in the house, they would move out and get there. Then the next family member moving like, you know, so just having that, um, and growing up in that kind of environment, um, I definitely say, um, ignited that, that like I never I always knew there was always another way other than working for somebody or being employed by somebody. Absolutely. And speaking of entrepreneurship, you're a double entrepreneur right now. So you had the engineering background, like you had mentioned, and then you transitioned into full time entrepreneurship. So can you tell us a little bit about first? I want to start with Notique because I believe that came that was the first of the two. So tell tell us what Notique is. So um, Notique, we specialize in um, luxury international group travel experiences. Um, And um, so we don't do any domestic travel, only international. Well, I take that back. We do um, service um, 
travelers that want to go to Hawaii or Puerto Rico, but those are the only two domestic destinations we offer. Um, so if I want to go to well, Vegas, don't hit you up. If I want to go to Vegas, uh-uh, don't. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can refer you to somebody though. Okay. I have a nice little, you know, networking community of other professional advisors. So I could definitely refer you. And I do that a lot. Like if someone reaches out to us and it's something we don't really do, we'll just refer them to somebody else. So yeah, so we specialize in that. So, um, you know, creating my thing is creating memories and experiences of a lifetime, like creating like once in a once in a lifetime type of experiences. And I think, um, again, that all came a lot of that also just came from me meeting my dad and just like I just I fell in love even at the corporate events. I fell in love with like somebody coming to me with just an idea and then being able to like bring it to life. And so like when my brides walk into their wedding and they're like, oh, my God, this is everything I imagined it to be, you know, um, like that just lights me up. I just love being able to like take a vision or take an idea and just, you know, grow it into um, something that you can actually remember and hold on to, you know, for a lifetime. Like, I love that. Like creating experiences is my thing. So, um, yeah. So that's no teak. I was going to ask. So why? Why a travel agency? So were you big on travel? Was that something that you always enjoyed or what kind of led you to that? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's funny how it warped into and it's like the kind of thing I even teach with my clients, you know. Um, so my business originally, you no, know, Teak originally started off as I was doing events, weddings and travel. So I was doing local events. I was doing baby showers, weddings. Uh, I did some launch parties. Like I was doing kind of every like local um, events and weddings. And then I was I had the travel piece because a lot of my clients, you know, let's say I was doing a local wedding. They needed travel accommodations for their guests and things like that. So I, I included all of that in my servicing so that I could do everything for them. And then I probably probably around year three-ish, I started to realize how overwhelmed I was becoming. Um, and that's why, you know, I always preach niche, niching down and getting really clear on your business model. Because when you are, when you really have intention for your business to grow, you can't serve everybody. You can't do everything, you know? Um, so that's when I started to make a lot of um uh, like operational changes and services changes within my business. And I've, I've done it a little bit over time, but I would say around year three is when it like hit me like, girl, this is not, <laughs> you are not going to, you know, be able to really keep growing. Um, because as your, as my clientele continued to grow, I became just so overwhelmed. It was just becoming too much to juggle, especially with my full-time job. So, um, so over time it warped into, I realized that, my passion, one, I did absolutely love to travel. That was like a personal, I've been traveling forever. So that was like a personal thing. And people always, people always come to me asking me like, which, what should I do? Cause I've been to a lot of places. Um, so it kind of, it, the travel was already it, within my services, but it kind of worked into, um, I did my first destination wedding and I was like, oh, it's, this is it, right? Like this is it because it allowed me to mesh my passion and my desire and love for traveling with my ability to also create experiences. So um, I just put to put the two together and then change my, you know, um, change my business model and my services to only provide um, services for destination events and weddings. So that's kind of how over time it, but I didn't, it didn't start off that way. Um, I've done some stuff at the 
downtown. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, but it, like I said, it just, it didn't make sense for a long-term business growth. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing is a lot of times, and you don't know, right? A lot of times you don't know until you get going. And then it's like, no, this is not going to cut it long-term. And so um, you have to make some, some real decisions in your business. And that's kind of how I ended up with destinations only and like creating experiences, um, specifically destination experiences. And now you're one of the dopest business coaches in the game. So would you say that you were able to take your experience in building up Notique and then transition that into becoming a business coach? Or how did that all come about? Yes, that's exactly. So, I, yep, I took and I took not just Notique, but even Nails by Nia. That was my first <laughs> my, my first company. But um, yes, I, 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 you know, my all my experience with Nails by Nia and Notique, I kind of meshed that together. And what it came about really because um, when I left corporate, which I'm sure we'll get into that, but um, uh, even, well, even when I did have, a lot of people would reach out to me like, well, Nia, how did you do this in your business? How did you do that? So I was always kind of like helping people and mentoring people like informally. Um, but then I realized like once I you know, actually transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship, like I realized how many hard lessons I had to learn, you know, even when I had my full-time job and how I wish I had somebody or some type of resource to help me navigate that because it's so difficult um, when you have a full-time job, when you're really trying to grow your revenue and like figuring out how to maneuver that process and I just think about how I could have like avoided so many like mistakes and done things so much faster. Like, I mean, I, I, I had my business for seven years. Like that's a long time, especially if your end goal is to actually be, <clears throat> excuse me, is to actually be in your business full time. Like that's a long time, you know, and even even then I didn't voluntarily exit stage left that's another so it just um I just found the need a lot of people were reaching out so I started off just kind of doing like small strategy sessions with people like you know 90 minute strategy sessions and they were getting a lot of value out of it and I was like okay well let me um like make this official and really put together a curriculum to really help because I started to see patterns of things same type of issues I was dealing with and and um experiencing, you know, when I had my full-time job. And so I decided to, you know, really make it official and put together a curriculum to really help business owners that are, you know, they have, because a, a providing a service is not the same as a product. It's, it's a whole different ball game. It's not like selling t-shirts. Um, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me. Yes. It's, it's not the same. And so you just run into, diff- you'd have different roadblocks and different things you experience. Um, and I just really wanted to help people navigate that. And I want to touch on, you had talked about how you were kind of pushed out of the window, so to speak, when it came to entrepreneurship. So you were operating businesses while you were um, a full-time employee. When that transition happened, take me kind of through where you were in life with that. Like, do you feel like when that happened and you were forced into entrepreneurship, you were kind of like, had to pick up the pieces or did you just like a, a spark ignited and you were already in go mode and you were like, I'm, I'm doing this to the best of my ability. Yeah. I would say, so my, my intention was always 
this is crazy how intention and reality don't always align. <laughs> my intention was always to leave my nine to five, right? My intention was always to like grow my business. And like, I had a dream of like, having a resignation cake at work like (laughs) like it was this thing like I really envisioned it being a thing like you know um and I I never got the nerve or the courage to actually just leave because my business revenue was it was not it wasn't making sense I couldn't justify it and it was like okay um let me you know well let me try this you know it was like I just could not, I couldn't get my revenue where I wanted it to be for it to make sense. And so uh, January of 19, I will never forget. I finally like made a decision, kind of what you just said, like mentally adjusted and said it's go time. And I started to actually implement some things in my business that I knew was going to push me outside of my comfort zone. And so many times we want to stay in our comfort. You want your revenue to grow but then you aren't necessarily willing to become and do the things that are required for that to happen. And so I have made up my mind, like I am going to do this. So I released these, I wanted to start hosting international group travel experiences. And I will never forget. I made up my mind. Cause I was like, how am I? I kept it's sometimes our, our own thoughts talk us out of things. I kept saying, well, how am I going to find the time to get off work to host these? And how am I going to, you know, I'm not going to have enough time because we only get what 15 days off of work and I'm like how am I going to take a group of people to Africa (laughs) three or four times a year you know with this job and I just kept questioning how I was going to be able to do it I decided to go ahead and release them and I said well God will work it out like it'll all work out and I, I was intentional with how I scheduled the trips I tried to make sure I scheduled them around like time like holiday time where I knew I would be off or things like that so I tried to make it work but basically I ended up with every, all of my 15 days were going to be used up on these trips. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, I'm not going to have any other days to take off work for my own personal needs. It's like all my days will be tied to it. I was like, okay, it is what it is. I released the schedule. And a month later, um, the company I was working for did the largest layoff they had ever did in its history. And I was impacted. That was 2019? 19, February 19. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at that like, I just took that like, that's God. Like, you know, um, I had never, I had been in my career 12 years, never been impacted by a layoff. Um, Very high performer. That whole thing, like, it just, it it just all made sense. Um, And so I was, um, you know, they give you the the, the layoff speech and all of that. And I had like, apparently had like this, I guess, smile on my face. And I remember um, the lady who was doing the speech, she was like, I wish everybody had this kind of response. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking to myself, lady, if you only knew what was on the other side of this (laughs) for me, you know, um, I just, it just, it was like a, I can't even explain it. It was just like this level of freedom or something. It was like, thank you. You know, cause it was almost like, I just didn't have it in me to walk away. Um, and so I went home. I didn't tell anybody. I just, I, I like literally hibernated for three days. I just prayed and fasted for three days, just completely clear my mind to make up my mind on what I want to do. And I came out of that, like about to bet on myself. 
I'm about to bet on myself. So I called my mom, I called my dad. I'm like, hey, um, I was laid off and I've decided to, you know, bet on myself and do my business full time. So that's when it started. And then I, you know, um, got in the group. So to and so I will say this. I wasn't prepared. Right. Because that wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, so I wasn't prepared. So I had to make a lot of like lifestyle adjustments and a lot of changes to make it work. But it's so worth it. And I pray that I never have to go back to a full time gig. Like that's my prayer. Speaking of that, I was thinking um, out of curiosity, when you got let go, no, first of all, I've seen people get laid off in front of my face. They were not smiling. So shout out, to you. <laughs> shout out to you for being a champion with that. But as far as being leaving corporate and then going into entrepreneurship, did you feel like it was a free? Well, I mean, it seemed like it was a freeing experience, but I'm thinking more so in terms of all the loops and, and you work for a big corporation. So all the loops that you have to jump through to get certain things done, how slow it moves and things like that. Like, did you feel a sense of freedom when you were on your own? Yeah, you know, and and honestly, I think it helps you understand those big companies and layoffs and all of that a bit better too, um, even in your own business, because sometimes we make business decisions that are not aligned with the revenue. I mean, I've had to let people go because I hired too early, you know, things like that. And so, um, but I also, also, um, it's all, I always treated my corporate career I almost like treated it like entrepreneurship. Like I always believed in taking a hold of my career. And I think that's why I climbed the ladder so quickly because my thing was, I'm not going to sit back and wait on a promotion. <laughs> You're not going to sit back and just, and I'm not waiting on anything. Like what are the steps? I was always very intentional when I would join an organization or get a new role to understand what was important to that organization, what type of metrics they looked at, what, what, you know, what made the needle move in those organizations. And I was always intentional to make sure that I really, you know, played is playing, playing the game, playing, you know, understanding what's important to those organizations and making sure that you, um, you know, demonstrate and, and demonstrate those skill sets to, to, to show your value, right? Because you're, you're a, and their employees are the most valuable asset they have, right? Mm -hmm. And so always being, you know, um, I literally, when I think about most of the promotions I got, it was because somebody tapped me on the shoulder, like, hey, it's a role over here. Think you should interview for it, even if I didn't get the role, because that's been, you know I might have been tapped on the shoulder and interviewed and didn't get it, but it still provided me visibility. It still gave me exposure to leaders in the organization. So, um, so yeah, so I guess yeah, it was almost like even though I was working for somebody, I think I still had that entrepreneurship um, spirit as to how I navigated my career um, and. It, it, I think it, it makes a huge difference, you know. Big time, big time. And now that you are a full-time entrepreneur, what is it like running two different businesses? So you have you have uh, Notique and then you also have uh, business coaching going on as well. How do you make time for the two of those, make sure that they're running efficiently and that everybody gets what their need, gets what they need who work with you? Yes. So I, so actually no Tegan is at this point is on autopilot. Um, okay. I don't even really, um, other than, you know, basic, um, you know, 
excuse me, you know, like the basic, I guess, behind the scenes um, operational things that has to occur. But as far as like my operations and my client facing processes, I have that it's like clockwork is down packed. So um, I actually the majority of my time is spent on coaching. Um, The majority of my time is spent on my coaching business, um, whether it be with my private clients or, you know, publicly you know, trying to give, you know, valuable information and things like that on my Instagram platform with videos and things like that. But I would say the majority of my time is spent on my coaching business. And um, this is year 10 of Notique. So I'm also starting to kind of come up with what it's going to look like. And um, because I am literally falling in love with the teaching and the coaching aspect. um, And I am helping some um, business owners that are trying to grow their travel companies as well. I'm helping them. Um, and I have a specific like travel Academy curriculum for that. And I've helped some, some advisors, travel advisors with that. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out now, like kind of, you know, what that looks like moving forward. I haven't figured that out yet, but, um, but as of this year, I'm still serving clients. I have some destination weddings coming up, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and making sure they're taken care of. I have, People have, you know, birthday celebrations this year. A lot of people are back traveling and we do groups. So, um, you know, a lot of people are back, family and friends, they're headed out for, you know, birthdays and graduations and all that good stuff. But um, that process, my process uh, and my client place, client facing and internal processes are very locked down, um, repeatable processes. So, um is not, I don't really have to spend a, a lot of time there, but I am spending the majority of my time with my coaching clients. For those businesses out there, anybody who might have not had the opportunity to see your content on social or work with you directly, how can these people who are either considering doing business coaching or may just need a little tweak into their business overall, how can they do better business? What gems could you drop on the listeners to let them know? You might want to consider these things if you're doing any type of business on your own? Yes. So better business. So um, I would say first off, um, you have to make sure I almost need another word. I need to trademark a word because I saw, I feel like I say it all the time, but like process, like your customer service, how you, you know, the experience that your clients get from working with you, it is all tied to your process. And um, it's so many businesses that don't have, there's, so, there may be, you know, a lot of business owners are sometimes focused on so many other things um, that they kind of forget about that. But that's the piece that keep people coming back to you. That's the piece that gets you referrals. That's the piece that has people constantly telling other people about you, right? Um, it's not about, you know, all this fancy stuff on, on social media. I mean, that's cool. You have to have social media. You have to have your marketing and all that. But that when somebody reaches out to you to start working with you, from that point is when process begins. And a lot of times, <laughs> sometimes that is right where it falls out. You don't hear back from somebody. Oh, my God. It takes forever for them to reach out. You know, I mean, the list goes on, right? But literally from that moment when someone inquires about your services, that is where process begins. And and that has to be from beginning to end, from the moment they reach out to the moment you complete your service and say thank you. 
um, that from, you know, that whole process needs to be laid out. So that's the first thing I would definitely say. Um, also, making sure you're getting feedback from your clients and customers, right? Because that's another thing, because uh, you are, you're going to have an internal experience with every client and customer you have. You're going to have an internal experience, something that you could have done better internally. But then there's also an external experience that they are having. And so making sure you have something in place to actually get feedback from your clients and customers is golden. Um, because sometimes you get feedback and it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Or, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even really, you know. And every every piece of feedback, whether it's good or bad, is something you can put back into your business and implement back into your business. So that I think that would lead me to the third thing, which is like just be committed to continuously improving your business. Like it never, even with no teeth, I'm saying this on autopilot, autopilot, but I still constantly get feedback from clients and I'm constantly tweaking things, you know, if needed in my process. Like it never really ends. As long as you're in business, you need to be committed to continuously improving. It's not okay to be um, subpar. It's not okay to be mediocre. Like you need to really... Um, commit to excellence and, and and serving your clients at a very premier excellent level at all times. So that's what I would suggest. So I hope everybody was listening because for those who are out here and just doing mediocre, it's not going to cut it, especially <laughs> not in 2022. That's not what we're doing. And uh, yeah, for those people who are here, keep popping up mediocre businesses, stop it. Uh, we go, we're just going to ask you to stop right there in your tracks. Uh, but I have to give you credit because you helped me in our sessions, change my mindset on processes. And what does that look like for me where I felt like I had a certain process down pack and that it was efficient, always tweaks to be made. Feedback is golden and important and helped me really streamline how I plan to um, incorporate things into my business and work with onboarding new clients and, and things like that for determination media. So shout out to you for uh, being able to put together that process and that program to enlighten us, everybody who has uh, been through your, your business coaching um, courses. So definitely thank you for that. And you're familiar with black Fridays, so you should know it's time for my favorite portion of it. Freestyle Fridays, where it's a random assortment of questions. They all about you. So you can't get them wrong. And uh, you just got to answer everyone and answer honestly. Okay. Favorite place to travel. You're the travel queen. I need to know where do you like to go when you travel? My favorite place. So this is a continent and I know it has a lot of countries in it, but my favorite so far has been Africa. Um, and then if I had to narrow it down, I would say, I think I really, the most was South Africa. I really enjoy South Africa. So like Joburg and Cape Town. Um, also went to Victoria Falls. I absolutely love it. And I love water. So that any, any, any place with a body of water, I'm going to fall in love. But yeah, I would say um, South Africa. Nice. And I'm going to have to definitely get to the continent of Africa at some point in time. 23 and me told me I was Nigerian. So I got to go okay. visit the motherland at some point in time. Okay. Um, if you had to take a cruise with any celebrity, you on a cruise five days going wherever, who would it be and why? Oprah 
or I can't say an or. I got to pick one, right? Let's, I want to hear who the other one will be too. Or Candy Burris. Okay. Um, both of them to me are like business powerhouses. Um, and I just love, I think Candy, I love how she's juggling like her personal, her family life and her businesses. Um, and then Oprah, I just love her tenacity and her ability to just like zone in. I listen to her a lot. Um, like, you know, even things like, you know, I, she actually, she got me in the routine of like, when I wake up, instead of like immediately grabbing my phone, like before you do that, like go into prayer and meditation and really mentally get your day set. I heard her say that and I've been doing that ever since for a few years now. And it, it cha- completely changes how your day goes. Um, and being intentional to do that. Cause I think we naturally are just immediately gonna grab our phones. So yeah, I would love, yeah. And I, I guess if I had to choose, I'd probably just take Oprah, but um, both of them to me are just, I admire them both, at least from outside looking in as it relates to how they've been able to navigate their careers um, and grow their businesses and just make an impact on so many people's lives. Like that's, that's the part I'm just so engulfed with is like leaving an impact on other people's lives. Like everything we do is so much bigger than ourselves. So I, I just love that about Oprah. And neither one of them missed any checks. So that's important as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is a trend that you can't stand? Now this could be social media. This could just be society, but what's a trend that you tired of? I guess, yeah, it would be authenticity. I feel like we lack authenticity. I don't know if social media created that, but I just feel like there are a lot of people out here that just lack being authentic, like just showing up as your authentic self and not caring what other people think or what other people feel like. And I think, you know, it's a cultural thing. I think there's a lot very deep into why things are like that. Um, But I would say just... and I think that's why I try my best to try, you know, to show up, you know, as my authentic self and share my failures, share my mistakes. Um, I feel like we had more of that, like the world would be a whole different, better place because people see people's highlight reel so much that they don't realize that people's lives are not perfect. Thousand percent. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, I'm so bad with watching TV. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I have a couple shows I can think of. I'm I'm just bad at, I literally, I said, I wish TV, you could pay for usage. Like if I could just pay for usage time, I, I literally probably be paying 50 cent a month. But, um, <laughs> but I would say, um, power. Okay. Um, yeah, because I look forward to power coming back. Like I look forward to the next season of power. Um, now you caught up. You in the new season? You on Ghost and yeah. watching? Okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I watch. I'm loving watching my girl Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I love seeing her yes, in an acting yes, role. Same, acting exactly. Role. Yes, yeah. yes. I love Mary J. Blige. Can't slander Mary, but her acting on that show different subject for a different day. Well, right, um right. yeah, so we just going to keep it moving. I love for Mary. Um what's the best that, speaking of Mary, you know, she everybody auntie, what's the best advice that you got from an OG? Oh, somebody that I consider an OG. Mhm. Oh, gotcha. Um 
Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess my my mom, my grandma, I would say my grandma, my grandma passed away early last year, but I would say my grandma, she was a, she was an OG for sure. <laughs> she raised 13 kids, um, never had a, all her kids went to college. She never had a college degree. All her kids graduated either. Well, gra- went to college or military. Um, she had maybe I don't want to lie, but I think it was like 13, 14 year old, you know, um, education level. Mm-hmm. Um, but all her all her kids went to school or military. Um, and she has a host of grandchildren. I, I would say she's a G. Um, just being able to even have t- like the probability of having like 10 children and all of them having some form of education beyond um, high school, um, I think it's just stellar. Um, it, it, that I think that goes to that lends to what type of, you know, um, environment they grew up in and how, you know, things that she was able to teach them, even through her unknowing, right? Not having that experience and not even knowing how to navigate that, but instilling certain values and principles into them, um, I think was dope. And my granddad, I mean, granddad too, they were together. So, Shout out to them. Shout out to all the OGs out there. Um, I'm curious about this one. If you could have a superpower, what superpower would you choose? Uh, if I could just bless somebody, like drop it on them. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, if I could just be a genie, just like wish a number one blessing and then just drop it on them. Um, so like, so like Bruce it. Almighty. Who is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now we both from Detroit, we both from the city, and this is a very important question here on Black Fridays. I need to know when you go to Coney Island, what are you ordering from the Coney? I want chili cheese fries with sliced cheese. And I want my and I want my cheese layered. Like I don't want don't just put one slice of cheese on. Like I'm I need the chili and the cheese layered with my fries. So you're saying put the chili on the fries, some cheese, some more chili, and a slice of cheese? Yes. That's yeah. next level. It, it changes the game. It, the whole experience, is, it changes your life. Okay. As long as we ain't doing no squeeze cheese out here, we're going to be all right. Mm-mm, slice cheese, slice cheese. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, you can give us either a favorite book of yours or a favorite quote of yours. Okay. So I would go, I'll go with quote, because there's so many books. Oh, so many books. Um, so I'll say for quote. Um, and I honestly, I don't, I think I made this up. I don't know if this should, I don't know. I, I I might need to Google it to see like who the like who actually said this, but I always say this is a quote that I literally like have on my board and I remind myself, um, everything is always perfect. And because I think sometimes, you know, people get so caught up in perfection and not making progress. And if you just really sit in that moment and realize like everything is exactly how it's supposed to be, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what's happening, happening around you, regardless of how terrible life is in that moment, um, regardless of any pain that you may be experiencing from loss or struggle, it doesn't it all is it's supposed to be that way. And that has got me through some just like having that mindset and, and remembering that has got me through some very, very tough times. So I would say that's my favorite one. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And thank you for engaging in my shenanigans. You successfully passed Freestyle Fridays. Okay. <laughs> shout out, shout out to you. And uh the other segment that I like to do with my guests is called the Friday Flex. So giving you the opportunity to give yourself a pat on the back for anything that you have accomplished recently or that comes to memory. Oftentimes we don't get a chance to stop and smell our own roses, so to speak. So wanted to give you the floor to do that. Yes. Yeah, so you know what? It's funny that you're giving me the floor to do this because I don't I, I'm actually that's something I'm trying to work on doing better is just like celebrating wins. Um, even, you know, the small things, the things that we don't even. I don't know, uh, pay attention to or notice, you know, um, so I would say one, just I'm I'm about to be in year three of um, going into year three of full time entrepreneurship. So I'm thankful for that. Um it's been a journey. I'm loving every second of it um, and um, exceeding my engineering full time engineering salary. Um, I just did a, a live and talked about that today. But yeah, that has been um, it's just it's a reminder that I can I'm, I'll be OK without an employer. Like I think sometimes we think we have to have an employer to you know, live our lives. And I think it just showed me like, you know how to survive, you know how to make money without being employed. And, um, but I have so much farther to go, but I am grateful for where I am and I'm looking forward to what's to come. So I would say that's probably, I guess those are, I would say my most recent, um, I'm trying to pat myself on the back about type of type of accomplishments. That's good. That's not like you are uh, further alone than you think you are as far as, you know, acknowledging your own um, triumphs, so to speak. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> and in the spirit of Black Friday, why is it important for us to support our Black businesses, creatives, professionals? In your opinion, why is it important for us to support those people? I, I think it's huge. Um, and one thing, you know, I have I do have a small caveat. Now, I am 100 percent support black businesses, but I also try to remind people it's also about supporting black excellence. And I I feel like we have to show up in excellence. It's not it's not it's not a support me just because I'm a black business owner. It's support me because I operate in excellence. And I'm always showing up in excellence. Um, and so for me, it's like support black excellence. Like if it's black, if it's if you are operating in excellence, I'm all for it. I'm passing the butt, I'm referring, I'm doing the whole thing. Um, but it's not enough just to be black. You still have to operate in excellence. So um, but I think is I think operating in excellence and black entrepreneurship is an amazing thing because it allows us to really build generational wealth, not have ceilings on top of us as to our earning potential. And it really allows us to grow and have prosperity in our communities um, when it's done right. You know, if, if we focus on operating in excellence, like we would take over, we would take over. <laughs> and I think a lot of times businesses may not be operating in excellence due to lack of knowledge or experience um, or the ability to be coachable. That's another thing. Not everybody is coachable, right? Not everyone is open to feedback and, and you know, um, 
taking feedback from their customers and clients and actually implementing it back into their business, kind of what I mentioned earlier. So you have to be coachable. You have to be open to feedback um, and, and literally just focus on excellence. And so I think if we did that more and if we continue to do that more and share our experiences, share our failures, help each other out um, along the way, I think it is it, it we would literally take over. We really because we are some we are amazing people, <laughs> like absolutely amazing. Our level of creativity, our thought process, um, our cultural experiences, the the level, even just our problem solving skills. Like I thought about I, I posted a story the other day about some problem solving I use. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but um <laughs> like our level of being able to problem solve and get out of a you know, we have a problem, but being able to process that and figure out how to resolve it, it's like amazing. And that comes from, you know, the environments we grew up in, the situations we've been in, but it creates a different type of person and a different type of thought process. And um, if we apply that and use that in our ability to, you know, tap into purpose and start businesses and and use that, it it will change. It changes the game. It changes the game. Yeah. And I love what you said about operating in black excellence, because we also have to hold each other accountable as well. So not in the sense of putting down black business or anything like that, but either trying to make sure that we help in that regard, help businesses and people operate at a higher level um, by providing feedback or, you know, supporting a little bit more, pushing the narrative, pushing the message and things of that nature. So I definitely uh, agree with everything that you said. And if you had to look into your crystal ball, what's next for Ania? What's next for Notique? What's next for your business coaching? What do you see in the future for you? Um, well, right now I am a hundred percent committed to coaching my private clients. Um, I'm trying to serve, um, as many, you know, service-based entrepreneurs that are juggling full-time jobs and really trying to grow their revenue. Like my number one focus is to help as many of those entrepreneurs as I can. Um, no teeth, we shall have to see. Um, we have our, our mystery getaway, which is actually the only, um, hosted experience we're offering this year. Um, that is not until November. Um, so our clients that are going there is going to, on that, uh, mystery getaway, they, they have some exciting things in store for them. Um, and we shall see, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm loving coaching. I'm loving, um, like, it's almost like I feel like my work has just begun there because, like, even my clients that I've worked with, you know, within the last two years, like, now it's like, okay, now we're looking at those numbers. You know, I've helped them put together the foundation and really what they need to start growing their revenue. But now I really want to help them. Let's start looking at the numbers. Let's figure out how to make adjustments in your business so you can hit these revenue goals. Like that's that's where I'm looking for, you know, those clients. So it's almost like um, right now, and I would say for the future, is making sure I have curriculum to help people at every season. Um, because once you have the foundation and once you are starting to like bring revenue in, then there's some other things you need to start focusing on, right? And so um, kind of, I really, my goal is to be with my clients every step of that journey. And if their end goal is to actually transition 
into their business full time, like I literally want to be there with them when they are sending in that resignation letter. So that's kind of my um, outlook right now is just being able to have um, be with my be with my clients at different seasons of their business, um, starting off, starting them off in my current, you know, my my program that I offer now, Elevate, but then being with them along the way as they as their business continues to grow. Phenomenal. And for those who are listening and saying, hey, everything she's saying is hidden. I need to get in contact. I need a business coach ASAP. How can they reach you if they want to follow you and your journey? How can they, what's your handles, what's your website, all that good stuff? Yes. Um, Instagram handle, I am Nia Hines, N as in Nancy, I-A Hines. Uh, my website is niahines.com. If you go there, you can um, join my private Facebook group. Click the link there. You can join my private Facebook group called Become a Full-Time Boss Community. And um, you can also apply for my program, my uh, business coaching program, Elevate. Denzel is there on the page. (laughs) So um, one of my like stellar, stellar clients. So um, definitely click the link and learn more about his story and, and and where, how the program impacted him. But yeah, apply for Elevate, join my private Facebook group and then follow me on Instagram. So you heard the lady, make sure that y'all go check her out, go check out the website and book a consultation, start with that. And then also go follow the pages and interact with the content for sure. So I want to thank Nia for being a part of the podcast today. Um, Definitely appreciative for uh, your business and you taking the journey to become a business coach. It's been a huge help to me. And I know other people that you're uh, their coach as well. And it's been a huge help to them as well. Just being able to see how they maneuver and do things differently as they go through the program like myself. And I'm glad that my cousin had uh, nudge you to join my Instagram live that one time that I believe that was the first time that we met. So that was a, a dope experience. And then I got to see what you were doing and, and definitely want to be a part of that in some capacity. So I'm grateful for you uh, joining the podcast today. And I'm grateful for you too, Denzel. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do next week. We'll be back and make sure you continue to stay tuned in to Black Friday. <laughs>